Hello, pet lover. I'm Lorian Clemens, and today on Pet Lover Geek, powered by Pet Hub, we are discovering why your pup's breath doesn't smell like flowers and how you can help maintain positive dental hygiene for your dog. Bad breath, swollen or bloody gums, loss of appetite, all these are signs of canine gum disease. And sadly, gum disease is one of the most common health problems for dogs. By the age of three, over 80%, yeah, you heard me right, 80% of dogs show early signs of gum disease. And while it may be common, it's certainly not normal or healthy for a dog to suffer from gum disease. Severe gum problems can lead to cancers, heart problems, kidney problems, diabetes. Dental health is simply vital to your dog's overall quality of life. So today, really excited, we're going to be talking with Dr. Emily Stein, the CEO and inventor of one of the coolest products on the market, and it battles gum disease and will change the dental hygiene game for your dog. It's called Teeth, and it's by Primal Health. It uses patented scientists that selectively favors health-promoting bacteria to flourish in your pet's mouth while disrupting those dangerous bacteria that cause the gum disease. Now stay tuned. We're going to dive into all things dental in just a moment with Dr. Stein. Today, we are talking to Dr. Emily Stein, CEO and inventor of Teeth by Primal Health. Dr. Stein has years of experience improving the quality of life and longevity of both humans and animals by producing innovative, consumable, and safe dental hygiene products. With a PhD in microbiology from the University of California at Berkeley, she has patented prebiotic technology that centers on re-engineering disease-causing bacterial biofilms into those that are health promoting. Welcome to the show, Dr. Stein. It's really great to have you here. Well, okay. For starters, bacteria. You know, a lot of us are, are germaphobes and we're like, ew, bacteria, but there's good bacteria and there's bad bacteria. And I'd love it if you could talk about those two and how they directly can impact health. Absolutely. So uh, let's start with the good ones first, because, and then we'll lead to the bad, uh, but the good ones actually um, help direct our how we eat, uh, help uh, take care of our immune system, um, help protect our barrier function in our mouth and in our gut, um, teach our uh, immune system what foreign is, um, and really protect against the bad um, and harmful bacteria. And so you really want to load your body and your pet's bodies up with as many good as possible. Um, and then, you know, over time or with antibiotic um, exposure and antiseptic exposure, which are really harsh chemicals, <laughs> my dog is going to start going nuts. Um, the bad start to take over and they have a lot of different mechanisms to arm themselves and actually start to become um, predominant in, in us as we age. Um, and they'll start to crowd out the beneficial ones over time. Uh, microbiologists, we call this dysbiosis. So it's an imbalance. So you wind up growing too many harmful and you uh, don't have enough protective bacteria to take care of you anymore. And that dysbiosis very strongly drives many chronic inflammatory diseases. Right. So, and, and let me understand, I'm going to make sure. So when we're talking about gum disease, yeah. 
we are talking about a purely bacterially based disease. Yep. Is that right? Okay. So, so, and then, you know, we talked about those, all the different things that it can cause. I mean, those long-term implications of poor dental hygiene, we're not talking about missing one or two teeth brushings, like those long-term things. What, What are we talking about? Yeah. So, I mean, what's going on below the gum line, all this stuff is going on below the gum line. There's an entire microbial community um, in the gum tissue deep down there that you can't reach by toothbrush, that your vet can't dental clean away. And that's what can lead to inflammation and the recruitment of um, immune cells there below the gum line that then start attacking your own tissue. So it's, it's, we're now thinking, you know, I spent, um, uh, seven years as a rheumatology research fellow at Stanford after my PhD on the microbial side of things. And so many chronic inflammatory diseases actually have a microbial component. So too many bad, not enough good is a theme that that is in joint disease. And periodontal disease is an example of a joint disease. So um, what happens is the immune system and the bacteria work together, the harmful ones, work together to really start to deteriorate and break down that ligament called the periodontal ligament, which holds a tooth in place. And um, so loose teeth is actually a sign of a risk factor of premature death in humans and in dogs. And uh, for every tooth that gets extracted in humans and dogs, it shortens our lifespan. So in humans, we can lose about 10 years off of our lifespan if we have gum disease. In dogs, it's up to a third of their lifespan can be lost so far. So it's a big deal. And so, um, and it's to so many other things because the bacteria can go inside once they really uh, invade that tissue and then, and you have leaky gums due to the inflammation and they'll escape into the bloodstream. And in, in, in the case of my, my grandmother, she had a stroke after her tooth was extracted. That's why I really started doing this about 12 years ago. And then when I rescued my rescue dog who had severe periodontal disease, her, um, her gum disease had spread to her bloodstream. And uh, so I had, what, 36 hours to save her life after I rescued her. Um, and it's a significant issue. Um, in cats, it's linked to chronic kidney disease. Um, there's so many things that um, the mouth is linked to, or the, the health or disease status of the mouth is, is, is linked to either wellness and longevity and an easier, happier life, or it's linked to the opposite, which is disease. Uh, lots of vet uh, um, visits um, and a premature uh, death. Wow, and, and 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 it sounds kind of gloomy doomy, but at the same time, it's it's not it's not that you can't prevent it. This is something that is completely preventable. So let's talk about that. Let's, let's talk about the number of things that pet parents can do to help maintain that proper dental health in their dogs. Let's break it all down. And I, you know. How does diet impact it? You know, raw diets, that's like a big thing now. But we've heard for years that, oh, no, kibble helps them with teeth health and all these things. So low-carb diets, all these kind of things, all these different diets that are out there. Let's just talk about that and how it starts with the food that you put in. Yeah, absolutely. So um, first things first, I would say water. Drinking water actually starts to remove a lot of those waste products that bacteria secrete, which causes inflammation, causes the recruitment of those immune cells into the gums. So by just simply having your dog drink fresh water every day, wash that water bowl, you know, just like you don't want to drink out of a glass that's been hanging out for a couple of days, um, you know, it's really important to wash, hand wash that, um, that dog bowl. 
regularly with soap and water. Um, that's the easiest preventative thing you can do. Uh, the second thing is, is food. Um, very many uh, brands of, of dog food are laden with carbohydrates. Um, chickpea, squash, you know, potato, sweet potato, all of that is chock full of carbohydrate. And carbohydrate is actually eaten uh, preferably by the bacteria in the mouth of dogs and humans. And so they easily convert that into things called organic acids, which really cause inflammation, cause gums to become leaky. Um, and so that's what I'm, what I'm trying to focus on is stopping. So the more you can actually provide a um, high fiber and low carbohydrate and high protein diet for your dogs, the better. Um, on the raw side of things, you know, there, granted, there is a lot less, um, uh, there's not, usually in a lot of raw, uh, foods, there's not a lot of rice or corn or, uh, wheat, but there are some things that also have carbohydrate and bone marrow actually is rich in simple carbohydrates. So a lot of folks don't realize that it's an easier, uh, digestible, um, uh, sugar source for these bacteria. So even a dog eating a raw diet can, can get dental disease. Um, so that's a, a common myth that I've had to debunk over, over time because these bacteria are really crafty, you know? Yeah. They, oh yeah. Yeah. They smell out, uh, sugar. They're bigger, um, sugar, um, lovers than most children, I think. <laughs> I, I might give them a run for the money. I love my sugar. Now you mentioned that it all happens below the gum line, which is like, well, then why am I bothering brushing my dog's teeth? <laughs> that's a controversial one that I'm still there. Believe it or not, on the human side, there's a study that showed that um, manual toothbrushing was less effective than sodium fluoride um, in toothpaste at, uh, at plaque and tartar control. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But um, traditionally we always thought, Oh, you know, we need to physically remove um, dental plaque and tartar uh, but really what you need to do is just choose who lives in that dental plaque and below the gum line to really, um, that that's a bigger driver of health or disease than uh, physical removal of plaque on teeth. So are you saying, well, so then are you saying don't brush your dog's teeth? No, well, no, because I don't want all the vets in the world to come down <laughs> on me. But um, what I'm saying is, uh, look, honestly, only 2% of dogs um, or dog parents brush their dog's teeth, 2%. Um, and in my case, this puppy in the background that you're probably hearing, um, he has chewed up every single toothbrush I have ever attempted to stick in his mouth. So I just, I physically cannot um, unless I restrain him and then it becomes very uh difficult and unenjoyable. And I don't want to stress him out any more than he already is a little anxious guy <laughs> that he is, you know? So, um, we've had to come up with easier ways that are actually improve compliance too, because we got to make it easy for pet parents to care for their, for their, um, pets health. Um, and, and that's our goal. Um, the, I, I would think the last way would be chew like things to chew for the physical disruption, but also to stimulate the gum tissue. Cause that's another way that you can counterbalance and uh, the regulatory complicated systems that go on in the mucosal immune system, which is the gum tissue, um, the world that I come from and um, help regulate the, the biofilm below the gum line too. So like um, cloth based toys or 
um, sticks or uh, raw, not rawhide, but the um, um, a lot of the types of things that, that require a lot of chewing motion is actually good below the gum line for in, increasing uh, circulation and things like that. And without naming any names, what about all these dental chews and treats that are out there? I mean, there's a ton of these treats that are on the supplement aisle at my pet store. So, I mean, effective, not effective? Not effective. Great marketing. Not effective. Um, and, and, and definitely read those those ingredients. Usually the number one, two, and three ingredients are carbs. So you're actually causing more of a problem. Um, and then they've they've throw these um, chemicals, harsh chemicals that are antiseptics um, into the treats and chews, thinking that that's actually, um, and they've demonstrated, although it does, you know, have VOHC activity, which means it does reduce plaque and tartar, they'll still cause, you can still get gum disease when you're giving your dog chlorhexidine or uh, when you're giving your dog um, some of these uh, bleach derivatives that are in, in very many of uh, the dental treats on the market. And it's not like, you know, the FDA makes us spit them out because they are so toxic, but you're actually feeding these dogs and cats these treats regularly all the time. And, and you know, so you're risking cancer that way. You and I are actually looking at each other. I, mean, I know everybody else is just hearing each other, but I'm sure you're seeing like my brain, my, I'm just like, what? <laughs> um, that's, I had no idea. I had no idea. When I got into this space, I'm like, I cannot believe it's allowed. I can't, it's not regulated. The, uh, you know, they're taking, repurposing all these FDA approved molecules for dental hygiene in human, but they're but they're only FDA approved because we're we're spitting them out because they have a toxicity profile to them. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I mean specifically, you're supposed to spit out that the, yeah, the, all, yeah. all the, the rinses and everything like that. Wow. Okay. Woo. Well, we're going to take a little break, <laughs> and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about teeth and how this changes everything for everybody. Hang on. We'll be right back. Okay, we are back, pet lovers. Now, we are ready to explore Teeth's patented probiotic formula. It's called Protectin 42. Really excited to hear about this. So I'd love it if you can give a little bit of background about why you invented Teeth. Yeah, so I'd already invented the human formula because of my grandma's stroke. She had a stroke due to uh, uh, gum disease. And um, I got into this 12 years ago, actually, when I was still at Stanford in rheumatology um, fellowship. And um, that's where I first figured out, holy cow, what I've been brushing my teeth with and swishing around in my mouth is extraordinarily toxic. And it's actually not doing anything (laughs) constructive. And so we took this whole, whole mouth approach to trying to um, recalibrate uh, the microbiome in in the mouth. And um, that's been shown clinically now in humans, um, whether you're five years old or uh, 85 in an Alzheimer's care facility, that our approach is actually more effective than traditional um, means. And so when I rescued, um, her name was Tinsley. I rescued her from the Wenatchee uh, Valley Humane Society um, uh, six years ago now. 
Um, she had, they warned me she was actually not, um, available yet, but, uh, because of my medical background and I was willing to help take care of her and get her back to a, a more healthier state, I was able to adopt her. Um, and they warned me that she'd had some, uh, pretty bad breath and it's really <laughs> when, when I was, I remember when I was signing the paperwork, you know, like her halitosis, which is bad breath, the medical term for bad breath was so bad. She smelled like death. And by the time I drove us down with all the windows open <laughs> from Wenatchee, Washington to uh, the Bay Area, um, because uh, I couldn't keep those windows up and it was 90 some degrees outside in the summer and it was ugh, miserable with her breath, that smell. But by the time we got to the Bay Area, I literally had to make an emergency um, uh, trip to the uh, emergency department at the vet hospital to save her life because her um, the infection below her gum line had spread to a bloodstream infection and she wasn't doing well at all. So 21 teeth were extracted, several months of antibiotics to clean up all of the sites of her body. Um, but she, she lived. And, um, then I started immediately working on dog. Wow. I mean, that's, that's quite a story. And for those that are listening, I live in Wenatchee, Washington and, and, and the Wenatchee Valley Humane Society is, is near and dear to my heart. So, all right. So, Let's talk about the product itself, because it, it, we've been talking a lot of geeky science, which, of course, we love here on Pet Lover Geek. But let's talk about how actually simple it is and how easy it is to, to give it to your dog. Yeah. So we we uh, call it um, so it's teeth and we're going to be modifying it to teeth for life because that's really our mission is to keep every tooth in a dog's mouth and a cat's mouth for the rest of their life. And we um called this protect in 42 because this is specifically optimized to protect all 42 teeth and that dog's mouth. And so what it is, is a dental prebiotic. So probiotics are actually bacteria, living bacteria you're feeding um, for gut health, for instance. And what we figured out was prebiotics were actually a better approach. So we're uh, using safe nutrients. There's only four of them um, to work specifically with the oral microbiome of the dog to block carbohydrate eating and to promote um, them to instead start to eat the pr uh, protein in a dog's diet. And just by doing that simple thing, we've shown clinically we can recalibrate a dog's mouth in as, as little as, as five days. Um, and it's four simple uh, ingredients in a powder form. You take a little scoop. It's a cute little scoop. And you just um, take that scoop of powder and put it in their drinking water because that's the best way it goes right into solution. And then it coats that dog's mouth for the rest of the day. Every time they get a drink, uh, this uh, molecular prebiotic is actually working with the bacteria to really keep the bad ones at bay and really allow the um, beneficial protective ones to start overtaking um and occupy the sites below the gum line and in, in the mouth. And it's got a benefit because it turns out that when bacteria eat um, carbohydrate, it makes the stinky breath, bad breath uh, molecules that you often smell in your dog. Um, so protectin actually shuts that down. Um, so uh, breath is better as well, which is always a bonus. Wow. And I, 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 this is awesome. I've got to ask though. So we have a mixed household, uh, dogs and cats, and they share a lot of the same water sources because we use fountains and things like that. So does this work with fountains and is there a danger to my cats? Uh, no danger to cats. We've already, uh, all the ingredients cats can take. It's, it's, it's actually, we have a lot of customers with mixed households and they report that it's 
taking it's actually working on their cats because the breath isn't half as bad but i'm uh actually working on a cat version right now uh, that's totally tailored and optimized to the cat microbiome um and so we should have that out um early 2021 um also as a water additive um but as far as the um the water filter many filters actually <clears throat> get coated with the uh, harmful. Remember we were talking about one of the best and easiest ways to just um, help your dog is to clean the water bowl. A lot of these have these filters that make it very difficult to clean on a very regular basis. And so we actually advise not to use the filtered uh, water bowls just for, for that reason alone. But secondarily, that sometimes the filter, if it's charcoal based, will pull out the protectant out of the, the water. So it therefore won't work. Right. Well, if you've got a cat that won't drink still water, then it's probably yeah. yeah, yeah. Just um, just take the filter out, but keep it keep it cycling. Keep it going. Oh, so you can still use it in the cycle. You just can't have the filter in there. Oh, that's yeah. good. That's good to yeah. know. Okay, good, awesome. Okay, now I w- w- one more thing before we before we uh, wrap it up here, I would love it if you could just if you talk about how it balances the bacteria and. And and I'd love it if you could kind of get into the geeky part about what what does that really mean? Because the bad bacteria is still there or is the bad bacteria going away or how is this all working to balance those two? Yeah. So imagine in your mouth and in your dog's mouth or cat's mouth, there's this continual struggle to survive and to grow and flourish. So there's this constant battle going on in a very limited, tight space. And they're fighting for nutrients and they're fighting for real estate. And um, usually over time, the harmful ones wind up winning. And so we're just trying to beat them back with by starving them of carbohydrate and then f- and encouraging and nurturing the beneficial ones that are already there, but might be underrepresented through being able to have them eat um, protein. And oftentimes, uh, just by stressing out, it's called in, in um, microbiology, we call it nutrient stress. So by, by stressing out these harmful bacteria and fungi like candida and aspergillus, which flourishes in dogs' mouths, um, we're, we're not, they're not growing. So they're there, but they're not growing. And then over time, because we're feeding the good, they're then naturally able to outcompete the candidates of the world, the multi-drug resistant staff in, uh, that are in dogs' mouths, the, you know, all the scary things, the porphyrimonas gingivalis, which is the main driver of gum disease, he gets crowded out by the good guys like lactobacillus and um, all these other probiotic-like organisms that naturally inhabit a dog's and a human's mouth. And so that's all we're doing. It's a, it's a natural process. We're taking, uh, making use of just um, uh, the natural selection that goes on, uh, any day through nutrient, um, uh, pressures that we're applying to the, the quote unquote microbiome of the mouth. And I know that's complicated in a lot of science jargon, but I kind of wish no, you know, it's, it's almost like it's own little society inside your mouth, you know, like when you, when you, when you support the underrepresented, they, they tend to do better and thrive. So that's yeah, great. You gotta, nice. you, be, um, you know, minority focused and you got to help them survive because the mouth is only as healthy as the, the weakest link. Before we wrap up, I would love it if you could tell people where they could learn more about teeth and get tips for keeping their dogs mouth healthy. Sure. So um, you can go to teethhealth.com 
health.com and that's t-e-e-f is in frank health.com and our website is full of useful information we try to add blogs all the time but if you enter in your email address we'll send you um, newsletters on a regular basis um, with some information um, and general helpful tips otherwise uh um you know talk to your uh veterinarian near you um, they're great resources for dental hygiene as, uh, because dental hygiene is one of the biggest drivers for, um, the health and wellness of animals that they're key experts in this equation. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you being here today. Thoroughly enjoyed geeking out with you today. Um, it was a lot of fun. Pet Lover, that wraps up this episode of Pet Lover Geek. And Dr. Stein has amazing resources on the Teeth website. So be sure to head over there if you're looking for more information on how to maintain positive dental hygiene and make a routine for your pup that will keep their mouths happy and healthy. I can't wait to see you next time on Pet Lover Geek, powered by Pet Hub. 